Welcome to the Michigan Bowhunters Podcast, the voice of Michigan's hunting archer. Now here's your host, Bill Hoffman. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Hoffman. I got a special guest in the house tonight, Mr. Nico Tanti from Times Up Outdoors. What's going on, brother? Happy to be here, buddy. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, of course. Now, people are going to say, Nico, Nico, that sounds familiar. If they've read any of my books, you're in the Twins of Prey series. If they're familiar with Father Nico, the character, he is 100% named after the guy sitting across from me at the table right now. One of my proudest moments. He's a very bad person. <laughs> I, I can rock that role, though. I'm cool with it. There's very, there's very few good person people in my book, though. That's the thing. Is yeah. like they, uh, you know, if it's not one of the twins, it's probably not going to go very well for you. <laughs> yeah, but that's yet, fair. People still ask me to name characters after them, so that's cool. So, <sighs> times up, outdoor. Times up, outdoors. There's a few reasons I want to have you on the show today. A, uh, to talk about Time's Up. Uh, B, to kind of piggyback on something we discussed or I discussed two podcasts ago, which was the uh, gaining permission. And one thing I've always admired about you and your crew is you guys are really good at actually gaining permission. It seems like you always have tons of places to hunt. Definitely trying. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. But before we get into all that, what's going on, man? Just uh, ramping up for deer season. I'm pumped. I'm a little obsessed with my cell cameras right now, that's for sure. Are you? Oh, you got one. I got a <laughs> yeah. Tacticam reveal sitting right here. I haven't got out in the woods yet. It's actually brand new. I got the SIM cards right here next to it. I got to nice. figure out. I think that one's going to go up north, so not in a huge hurry to get it out. But you got anything good? I've got, uh, well, <laughs> talking about getting property. I landed a piece in Ohio a couple years ago. Okay. And uh, I put a cell camera on there. It's a piece of property that doesn't look like it should be anything special but it's got two bucks that i've never had a picture of anything that big in michigan before. oh nice so they're both probably 160s Oof. and there's a couple other bucks that aren't far behind so it's we'll see if anything stays no that's great and talking about gaining properties and everything if you want to go ahead and share those gps coordinates right <laughs> yeah. now yeah just drop that no on one here. real quick no one yeah. here no no yeah, it'll be, it'll be right. uh it's funny you say ohio because uh my ohio cams are yeah, it's, it's everybody that it, that hunts my Ohio property with me, like our little group. Everybody's killed a big buck except for me, so it's like it's got to be my turn. It's got to switch on you. It's like you going down to Missouri. How many years did you go down to Missouri before you nailed one? I think it took four years before I yeah. killed one. Yeah, so I'm due. I'm, I'm definitely due for an out of state buck. That would be great. My last out of state deer was Pennsylvania, and that was man, that might have been like oh seven. That's a tough spot to kill one too. Yeah, not where we were. <laughs> it was a benefit. It was, it was private property. It was pretty. It was a pretty sweet setup, nice. honestly. And I can go back there. You know, I have an open invitation. I just haven't. Um, we went to Pennsylvania quite a few years for the opening of their rifle season, but then also opening a trout season because the opening of trout fishing there is like our November fifteenth. Oh yeah, it's 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 insane. It's a holiday. It's super fun. The only problem is it's generally like a week before turkey season here. Oh yeah. So like my heart's like not really into like I mean trout fishing's fun, but I was like I'm I'm a turkey guy. Yeah. It's what I do. Yeah, week so, before that I'm obsessed with that too. So. Yeah. So like yeah, I just like trade all my scouting and go trout fishing. It's just it's I get it. You know, one or the other. There's only now, you know, that was all you know, I used to do it every year, you know, before wife and kids, of course, yeah. you know, but things things slow down, things change. But um that's okay too. All right. What is Time's Up Outdoors? 
So Time Slip Outdoors was something originally I started back in 2012. It was just me with a camera filming, shooting stuff in the woods, essentially. Okay. I was watching hunting shows. I was kind of bad-mouthing them all the time because a lot of them suck. So my dad kind of called me out. Like, why don't you put your money where your mouth is and do better then? So I tried that. Filmed some stuff up until 2015. It was just YouTube, fun stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Went and worked for a show for the Outdoor Channel for a couple or for just a few months. Hated everything about it. Right. It was like, I'll, I'll never do outdoor television the way it was ran, the way the money works, the whole shebang. Hated it. Left there. Got hired by the fire department in Detroit in 2017. Quickly after that, within probably a year, I would say, uh, one of the guys in the fire department who I never met in person called me up and was like, hey, I heard you film some hunts. We got to shooting the shit, and he wanted to make a show. Okay. Like, bad. And who is this? This is John Shadow. John, okay. John wanted to make a show real bad. And I was kind of trying to talk him out of it. So we met up at a bar, and we started talking. I'm like, John, this is a lot of work, man. I think you're underplaying <laughs> it. Like, it's a lot of money you got to invest. It's a ton of time. It's not It's not a lot of fun. Right. Unless you can get to a point where it can be, of course. And uh, he's like, well, I got another guy, Scott, who's big into it. He's real technical savvy. You know, maybe we can get some going. So we revamped it, uh, made a new logo, went out, bought the LLC for it, copyrighted the whole thing because somebody stole the name on Instagram. So, oh, really? Yeah, we were at Deer Camp the night before opening day of bow season in 2018, I want to say, 1918. And uh, we had a few beers, and we got on Instagram, and somebody had taken the name. So we paid for it all right there and that was it and we've been running with it ever since so now it's a show it's a podcast it's all on carbon tv podcast is on all the other podcast networks and yep it's uh it's four of us my brother hunters in it now and we just have fun lighthearted, blue collar no script just doing what we do that's one thing that i've always been a fan of you guys is 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 the obviously you do shift work i do shift work uh blue collar is, is you know very rarely do you guys podcast without a beer in your hands. I mean, you're just, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like one of us, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's um, it's a little bit more campfire chat Definitely. than this podcast, per se. Sure. But uh, still, I, it's so good. I, whenever, I legitimately, like, will look at my podcast feed, and whenever you guys have one out, I will skip everything else <laughs> and listen to that, because I know it's probably going to make me laugh. Well, I appreciate it. That's all we're trying to do. It's, yeah. We're... Just having fun with it, and whatever comes, comes. So, and it's clear that you know you guys are obviously bonded through your work in the fire service. There's a brotherhood there. There's a brotherhood between guys that wear camouflage and bow hunt and everything. And it just all those, all the, those themes carry over yes. into your podcast. The other thing that I think, and it's probably on purpose, but one thing that I've noticed with your episodes, your your videos on Carbon TV, and if you guys aren't familiar with Carbon TV, Carbon TV is basically an online platform TV station channel that features outdoor programming. I mean, everything, everything yeah. from from guns and trucks, and I think there's some farming, farming shows. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's a great place to. St- you can get lost in Carbon TV. Yeah, <laughs> and, I always say it's like Netflix but free and all outdoors. Shows. Oh, that's a way better way. Why? 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 <laughs> why don't you just explain this stuff? And yeah, that's, that's Carbon right there. Yeah, Netflix but free, and they're Michigan based. That I, I think I guess I didn't realize yeah, that their headquarters in Southfield. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. That's why there, there's a good amount of Michigan content yes. on there between you guys and Kyle Green and like a bunch of others. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, I was I was talking about the theming mm-hmm. of of something that I've picked up on your videos, family. Yeah, 
I've noticed a lot of your videos uh, deal with your family, obviously your brother, your dad, your wife, getting people their first turkeys, his wife, and deer and stuff like that. But then Scott's kids and John and his family, like, I notice a lot of the videos tend to revolve around family. And I, as a dad, you know, as a husband, I really like that. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of the natural flow. Like I said, none of it's scripted. So to go hunting now, you know, I've got a wife, my brother's got a wife and they both got into hunting. They never hunted before and they wanted to do it. So if we're going to be hunting, we were filming it. And the same thing with Scott and his kids, you know, he's got four kids. So they're all hunt. So the youth hunt weekend is a big deal. Right. He just goes out and gets a bunch of that done. So. It just kind of, there's no way around it. They're going to be a part of it. And, uh, God, I was like, I like watching kids hunt. Yeah. Oh, it's so much so more it's, fun. It's, it's so much it's better. It's raw. It's so much more real. Yeah. It's not, they're not worried about the antlers. They're just yep. having a good time with dad. Yeah. Although my son did pass up three Jakes this year because he wanted to show him. <laughs> we all reached that I'm point. Like, like, oh, and your grand future of shooting three turkeys. Now you're going to be a snob and not <laughs> yeah. shoot a Jake. Let's I shot go. a Jake in Nebraska a few months ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Jake from my buddy from Survive the Hunt, yeah. he shot a Jake in Ohio on accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess I don't really know the full. I know the full story, but I don't want to, you know. Uh, paraphrase it but, it but basically three birds three toms came in and then they ducked behind a hill and then the jake popped his head up and he hammered it and he walked up and he was like where'd the rest of your beard go so it's still a legal bird you oh, know yeah. anything, but he just like didn't want to use his tag on a jake but he yeah. did yeah so be it which is really funny because if you're if you've listened to this podcast or read what i wrote in the michigan bowhunter news my story called the lucky turkey lottery is i was really considering shooting a jake about an hour before I killed my Smoky Gray. Man, that would have been kicking yourself. I would have never known. Yeah, it's true. Because I would have shot the Jake, tagged him, and left the woods. So, I mean, you, yeah. you never know. But then again, here I am criticizing my son for being a snob. And <laughs> now I'm like, I don't want to shoot brown turkeys anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> White ones give me way more stuff. They're way cooler. <laughs> they're looking. way cooler. Looking. <laughs> they're, they're a lot, uh, you know. I, I mount all my own turkeys, but not mount that one. No, so that one's going to cost one's a, little special. a little bit of money. But I shot that turkey on someone else's property. That was a really good transition. That was nice. That job. was pretty smooth, right? Nice work. And um, that was is a relationship that I've built over years and years with that particular farmer. It helps that he's a former law enforcement officer, and it helps oh, that yeah. his wife owns one of the biggest wedding companies and then i work with both of them <laughs> but still i haven't ruined the relationship still a connection yeah it helps that my wife worked for them for years <laughs> but <laughs> back in Sometimes high school that's all it takes yeah but um when we talk about gaining access and private property it's just about as much as not losing it as it is gaining it that's a lot of times that's harder yeah so or yeah. oftentimes so, can be so this this whole conversation started in in because we got a voicemail and the voicemail came from Teddy uh, and through the Spotify app. And um, I, I played it a couple episodes ago, but I want to go ahead and play it again just so that in case, you know, not everyone's caught up, but this is the actual audio message that I got that kind of um, was the jump start for the conversation that I want to have with you today. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that right now. Hi, Ted Sarna here. Long time member of Michigan Bow Hunters. I wondered if you could place on your podcast the best way of asking for permission to bow hunt on a farmer's property. Thank you. Love the podcast. And thanks again, Ted, for that great message. We, uh, 
we really appreciate when our members at Michigan Bow Hunters or even the listeners, if you're not a member yet, um, reach out and let us know, you know, questions like that. Because you know, I don't know that I would have talked about that right. until he, he brought that up. So uh, I have my system. And my system that we talked about with the letter and everything, uh, I'll go ahead and read the letter again real quick. But before I, I do that, I'm Nico and I are kind of assuming that everyone listening to this kind of listened to the other one. It was at the end of the did Biden defund archery episode. So if, if you're not caught up on that or you're like, I don't want to listen to political one, there was more than just politics in that one. But um, what do you do? Do you have a, a system? Do you have things that have worked out for you over the years and let's let's like branch this conversation out to be like obviously Michigan right but also out of state and then also um let's not just talk about deer hunting because I want I don't want to spoiler alert but I think if you start hunting stuff other than deer you can work your way up to deer hunting yeah there's a couple of keys in there for sure okay so take it away yeah so you're definitely not wrong we do a lot of door knocking okay um and just to back it up a little bit, because I was trying to figure out when I started doing that, because my parents owned 20 acres, and that's where I grew up hunting at originally. Mm-hmm. Right down the street from them, Kitty Corner to their property was a big farm. Never saw anybody outside, but there was tons of deer in the bean field every year. The field would be loaded with deer, and it drove me crazy. So when I was like 14, I wanted to go knock on his door. My parents were like, you're not knocking on some guy's door. Leave him alone. Right. The closest farmer was like, he's a grumpy old man. He's going to tell you no, don't talk to him. So my parents left out of town to go do something, and I rode my four-wheeler down to this old guy's house anyway. I was like, I'm going to talk to him. So I knocked on his door. His wife answered. I was selling football cards at the time for the football team. Like a fundraiser type Yeah, thing? one of those fundraiser cards. So I started okay. off with that, and then I just mentioned in, you know, does anybody deer hunt back here? Oh, well, not really anymore. I was like, I'm just looking, wondering if I could bow hunt a little bit. Just me, just bow hunt, no guns, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my husband will be back in a few hours, come back. So I came back, and he was a grumpy old man. But I think his <laughs> wife took a liking to me, and right. she got him to say yes. But he had a bunch of strict rules, follow these rules, no does, just you, don't drive out here, blank, blank, blank. No problem. Over the years, like we were just saying, I got to keep that foundation. I did everything, let his dogs out, help on the farm, hey, I can do. And I think as I started to expand my hunting from just bow hunting around the house and got into waterfowl and stuff like that, you need places to do it. So the same system came into play where we just started knocking on doors. But like you're saying, I do have a bit of a system. So a good example is September 1, goose season starts here in Michigan. Yep. Do a lot of goose hunting. You guys always seem like you have great goose properties. We knock on a ton of doors. Okay. I think a big key to this is you have to be willing to be told no. Obviously, yeah. But a lot of people are really afraid to get told no. And if they get told no once or twice, they give up. I'll have a list of houses. So I'll go out for an evening scout during the week, drive around. Usually there's two or three of us that'll be out driving around different trucks. Mark these fields on on X or whatever it is. Here's where we got properties, blank, blank, blank. But it's a, you know, Tuesday night at six o'clock. I don't want to knock on somebody's door during dinner and bother them so much. So, so, I don't want to interrupt you too much, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Think about the time of the day it is and what's happening in people's lives when right. you're knocking at the door. There is definitely a sweet spot. Yes. So I'll go out to do this scouting and I'll be in, kind of like you mentioned, I'll be in neutral clothes ready to do this. So if I know I'm knocking on, like if it's goose season, I'm primarily knocking on big farmers, a lot of dairy farm, wheat farm, stuff like that. Yep. So I'm wearing jeans, I'm wearing my boots, I'm wearing a neutral shirt, a baseball cap, my truck's looking decent, you know, and I'm 
try to prepare, to prepare myself. But I don't want to go up there wearing a Michigan hoodie, and this guy might be a Michigan State fan. And that's just a quick, you right. know, just something that could throw him off. And I don't want to knock on his door when he's eating chow. This guy's a hard worker, and he gets to sit down for two hours with his family. It's going to bug him that somebody's banging on his door. But with that being said, I go out when I'm scouting prepared because if I do see him out and he's not working, but maybe he's taking the trash out or he's just out in his truck, I'll swing up there and start that conversation then. But the plan is to get a bunch of properties lined up for the weekend. So then Saturday or Sunday, mid-morning, you know, not 8 a.m., but you know, right before noon or something like mm-hmm. that, we'll go out and do it again. And that's when we start knocking on doors. And like you said with the letter, it's a great move. Like if anybody hasn't listened to that, that's a good letter to have. So when we play that, pay attention to it. I don't have a letter, but I have a business card okay. through Times Up Outdoors. It's got my number, the company name on there, the website, um, my email address, my name, the whole shebang. And when I go up and knock on these doors, obviously you're ultimately asking to hunt. So you're introducing yourself. I wonder if anybody hunts X, Y, or Z out here. And then kind of just feel it out a little bit. If they look like they're going to tell you no right off the bat, I generally try to keep the conversation going one way or another. Oh, I noticed you had labs. I've raised labs for years. Or I noticed you do that. Well, I noticed like you were saying, I noticed this fence could use some mending. Maybe I could do that. Or I own an exterior cleaning company. I could come wash your house. I you got to build your gutters. Build common ground. Yes. And if you can keep that conversation going and not just look like you're just there just to bother this guy, a lot of times you can find a way in or at least have enough of a connection where you might be able to stop by again later on. Right. Because I have been told no one came back the following year. And bother him again. But if you he remembers that you weren't there just to bug him and you were actually willing to offer something, sometimes you can get that second ground. Right. So we do a lot of baling hay for farmers. I've trapped raccoons for farmers out of their barns. Clean gutters, cleaned houses, mowed lawns, let dogs out. Anything they'll do. I you know. Sometimes if you've got a little cash to offer, like I'm not I don't have any leases. But I've offered up a couple hundred bucks for uh, you know a month worth of season or something like that if it's a spot that's that good. Yeah. And you got a group of guys for waterfowl that's worth it. So that's an easy way in. But like the uh, Teddy was his name that called in. Yeah, Ted. Ted Sarna. asked about yep. bow hunting. That's huge. Mm-hmm. So the Michigan Bow Hunter podcast listeners, that's a big in because everybody gun hunts in the state. Yep. Not everybody bow hunts. And if you go out of state, it's even less. Nobody bow hunts out west. It's rare. So if you can get in with that, and I just want to bow hunt, a lot of times you can get access for that. That's a big deal. Yeah, because people get iffy with the guns sometimes, and you yes. know they get the um, the perception of the Orange Army, and you know, it just it, well generally it is what it is, right? A lot of times, if somebody doesn't hunt, they've allowed they've had people hunt their farm. Mm-hmm. If they've had a negative experience, from my experience, most of the time it's from a gun hunter. Just there's a lot more that can go wrong. There's a little bit more error than shots because of distance. There's a lot more people out there, so people crossing lines, things like that. That people say no because somebody shot their barn. I right. had somebody tell me no because somebody left an arrow in their hay field and it wound up in a bale. Makes sense. It so, could happen. Yeah, things happen. Yeah. So you got to be mind your P's and Q's of that and explain that you're an ethical person and you're following the rules and anything I can do or any rules you have, you're willing to follow those. Yeah, and, and you know it's got to be a mutually beneficial relationship. You can't just expect to get uh, permission on a property just yeah. because. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of disconnect when you talk because I have this question asked quite a bit because we do advertise how we do a lot of door knocking. Right. Um. So people do ask this question. I think a lot of people just expect a yes or a no, but they paid a lot of money for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like property's not cheap. They own that. That's their land. I mean, if somebody wanted to come camp in your backyard, 
you'd be a little weary about yeah what's in it for me yeah why what yeah what's going on here so you kind of got to dig your way into it a little bit and keep that conversation going and show that you're a decent person and you're not just some redneck out here trying to knock on a door and go shoot something even though that's what we are yeah 100 percent. you got to show a different persona a little bit right so we we mentioned the letter a few times and i'm just going to read through it real quick i'm not going to explain everything about it because there's actually i do a detailed breakdown of the letter but nico mentioned having a business card my letter, um, I give this to people whether they're home or not. Yes. You know, um, so it says, hello, local property owner. My name is Bill Hoffman. I'm reaching out to you today in hopes that you will assist my wife and I in feeding our young but growing family via permission of responsibly hunting on your property. I may change that to bow hunting. That Because bow hunting is primarily what I do. Right. You know, um, I, I think I'm going to edit that after our conversation today. And it says who we are. There's a picture of me and my wife, my two kids when they were much younger with Mickey Mouse, you know, at Disney World. It's not a picture of me holding a gigantic deer because they don't care. Right. I'm a husband, father of two with a decade plus long career with a decade plus long career in law enforcement. As an ordained minister and a board member of the Land O'Lakes Bowmen and Michigan Bow Hunters, I thank you for considering this request. Here's my phone number. So basically who we are, what I do. You know, if they're anti-law enforcement or maybe I used to actually get a little bit of grief because people were growing weed. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. back. I don't care. Now, <laughs> don't care. Yeah. Didn't care then really don't care now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I said, and then here's kind of what we were talking about. Nico is this is my pledge to you to obey all state and federal hunting and safety laws or regulations to abide by any rules or regulations you set forth for your property opening gates, closing gates, park where they want you to park, even if it's the long way. Yes. You know, uh, to leave your property in better condition than when I arrived, I always pick up trash. Yep. Always, whether it's Mylar balloons that float in or, you know, sometimes pull into the driveway and there's like a Gatorade bottle in the ditch, I'm getting it, right? Um, to never use alcohol or tobacco while on your property, duh, we don't drink while we hunt, and I don't use tobacco, so that's not really a big deal to me. To serve as a gatekeeper, report any poaching or trespassing as you wish. Uh, haven't really had to do a ton of that, but I've let people know, hey, there's, you know, I've gotten property permission before and I've gone back and there's like 15 ladder stands everywhere. And they're like, no, we haven't let anyone hunt in years. Well, your property's getting hunted. Yeah. You know, so I've, and then what do we do? Take them down for them. Yeah. You know, right? Uh, and then we got free ladder stands because they were <laughs> trespassing. Isn't that nice? To share with you any wild game that I'm blessed to harvest from your land, if you so wish. Um, I don't offer, like, backstraps and stuff, but, you know, I'll show up in the off-season with summer sausage. Oh, yeah. No one ever turns. a big way. No one ever turns down and stick it. And they caught, you know, if I get it made at Richardson's, our local place there, it was like six bucks. Yeah. It's a six dollar investment. Package nice, looks nice. People like it. Six dollar investment. It's not a big deal. Uh, To share with you, oh, I already did that one. To provide you uh, with my vehicle descriptions and license plate numbers of my personal vehicles, I've never had anyone ask. Like, hey, this is my black truck. You know, people might. Yeah. And if they do, that's great. I'd give them everything. But the properties I've had. It shows that you're a a guy who's willing to follow all rules. Right. Yeah. And uh, to assist you with any projects that you may need a hand with, dude, I've changed water heaters. I've, <laughs> I've, in the middle of the night, I've done run over to help a, a basement that was flooding for this old lady. And actually, the next year we lost that property. That kind of sucked, <laughs> but it was still good deed for the day, right? right. Um, what we're requesting: permission to use your land for recreational and ethical hunting and/or trapping. 
Uh, and then conclusion, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to consider this request. Look forward to a long partnership that's mutually beneficial. There's that phrase, mutually beneficial. I think this sells it right here. I think my closing is pretty damn good. I understand that allowing strangers on your property might be an apprehensive thought. However, I'm sure after a meeting with me, you will not view me as a stranger at all, but as a friend. I love it. I, like I said, when I heard that, I'm like, there's some stuff in there I need to add to my to my repertoire for sure. Yeah, and I just get these printed out, and I keep them in a, a, a Nilla folder in the truck, and so they're they're it's not all folded and crappy. It doesn't look like junk mail, right? You know, just it just looks, you know, like a guy that you know would shake your hand the right way. Yeah, and that's who I am. Right. right? Yeah, and that and that's just getting somebody to trust you when they're doing this is big. Like you're saying. You know, if I kind of mentioned you always want to ask, is anybody else hunting out here? If they start to tell you, yes, okay, great. Is anybody else out here just so I don't step on their toes? Right. Not so you're sounding greedy, like, because I don't want anybody else out here, just so I don't, you know, cross their path the wrong way. Because there's always, oh, my my daughter's boyfriend, old boyfriend from high school, or I have a cousin, her son, or. Yeah. This guy it, from work might show up on a weekend, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And if you hear there's one guy. It's very rarely just one. It's That's usually him thing. and his girlfriend or him and his kid or him and his buddies. That's the problem. If you say that it's only going to be you, it damn well needs to be only you. That's so big. The amount of times I've had farmers tell me, well, you know, I've had this problem in the past where I gave somebody permission and they brought three of their buddies out here, yep. their dad and their brothers out here. It's like, okay, you got to clear that up. If you are like waterfowl hunting, usually it's in a group. Right. If you're going to hunt in a group, bring that up that you're asking to hunt in a group. Is it okay if I drive through your cut wheat field? Right. You gotta gotta clarify everything because you are do not want to make these people any way, shape, or form upset. Yeah, that's huge. Totally agree. And you know, even for the kids, like I, I just make sure it's okay because they may think, okay, it's one guy bow hunting. He'll probably he, a really good year, he'll shoot two bucks, like a, a right. fantastic year, right? But then, like, if he's bringing his kids out here, you know, okay, how many kids has he got? What if they have a good year? You know, just. Just clear everything up. Have everything yep. like out in the open, no surprises. I even ask them about trail cameras. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Good call because yeah. they're going to be most likely people use their property and they're going to see mm -hmm. it and be curious about it. They don't want to yep. picture them taking without them knowing about it. Yeah, but so when you have this initial conversation with them, guys, uh, just because they say someone else is hunting the land, I don't. That doesn't always affect me because no. uh, are they just gun hunters? Because right. there's a pretty good chance they're just gun hunters. Yeah, and if you scout it, you'll usually know right away by if they have a setup where it's at, yeah. where it's at, what it looks like. Yeah, you'll find their bait piles. Yeah. Does there, <laughs> if there is a tree stand, does it have a bow rope to pull their bow up from right. it? You know, yeah. you don't know, okay, it's probably a gun hunter. Yeah, and then, you know, you have enough you have enough wood sense to see what a gun setup is versus right. what, a, what a bow setup would be. Um, also, um, okay, that's great that those guys are gun hunting. Um, are they willing to walk in and do a hanging hunt like I am? Probably not. Right. You know, are they going to go to the middle of the, 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 the worst spot to walk to, like I'm going to? Maybe not. Um, so just because I hear, you know, and or do they turkey hunt? Right. Probably not. Right. So, like, that's great. You can go kill all the swamp donkeys you want. Um, yeah. I know there's turkeys here. I, I'm just interested in turkey hunting. Yeah. Which is never true. I'm never just interested in turkey hunting. <laughs> it's a good in, though. But it's an in. And uh, another one that's a good in, we we're talking about things that you can hunt. I've done some small game hunting that has gotten me, you know, going knock on a door in February mm -hmm. and that's led to turkeys in the spring or. Yeah. Uh, you mind if I walk your wood lot right here and go shoot yeah. some squirrels? I'm a big time shed hunter. I like looking for okay. sheds. And so I've, I've started off with that. Hey, I've noticed you got a lot of deer that are feeding in your field. I'm just looking to collect deer antlers. 
you go collect a couple or maybe you don't, but you see the farmer on your way back out, keep talking, get right. a connection going, that could lead to something in the future. Yeah. I never thought about, you know, gaining properties from shed hunting, mainly because I suck at shed hunting. <laughs> Me too, but you more properties yeah. get to walk. I have, I found my first shed ever this year. Nice. My first, like, legit, nah, it was a second. I found one in downtown Ann Arbor. Oh, that's probably It was nice like a too. neighborhood of Ann Arbor. It was, it was like a, I don't know. It's maybe like forty inches yeah. on one side. Sounds decent, you know. But no, I found a, a decent one out at where I killed the turkey um, this year. Actually, that no, it was summer was with me, so it was a different hunt. But um, yeah, so I was like, oh, cool, local buck, and uh, that's that legitimately the first one I've. You know, I've also <laughs> suck at finding mushrooms, so maybe it's. I'm way worse at finding yeah. mushrooms. I've gotten really good at archery because I hate missing because I suck at finding arrows. <laughs> I'm starting to see a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need movement. Looking down and walking does not yeah. work, work out for me. But, okay, so I think we've covered some of the, the the basic stuff. Out of state. Have you seen, like, you said, like, no one bow hunts out of state. Have you seen, like, a higher prevalence of gaining permission? But I know, like, when you go out of state, you've done a lot of public, too. Yeah, I would say it's state by state. Okay. Um, And then deeper into it, area by area within that state. So... Like where we go in Nebraska, we are in the absolute middle of nowhere. I'm talking populations in the cities we're driving through cities in quotations is 50 people. Okay. Like there's nothing out there. So, so Gaines is like a big town. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gaines would be where everybody's at. For okay. Sure. So you, and you're talking farmland out there, which means these people own a ton of it. Like we're here, you own a, a couple acres. You mm-hmm. know, I own a hundred acres. These people own 50 sections. Sections a square mile. Jeez. They own huge chunks of land. Right. So I think a big part of the reason we get yeses out there is because they probably don't have somebody that hunts all of it. So if you go knock on a door asking to hunt permission A, they might tell you no to that one, but you can probably get B, C, or D, um, if not all of that. Right. So, and then it's just nobody bow hunts and they're legit farmers out there. So they don't like deer. <laughs> they don't want deer eating their crops. That's their only livelihood. So if you're telling them that you're willing to bow hunt and you don't walk up there and go, oh, I saw a giant buck in your field. I was hoping I can go hunt it. I'm just looking here to bow hunt for a week. Right. Oh, are, are you willing to shoot any does? Yeah. If that's what it takes to get out here, I'll buy an extra doe tag. Okay. No problem. I want more free venison anyways. So right. Sure. That's a big thing with them. Is just You don't want to make it sound like you're. I'm only here to shoot a giant buck. I'm here to deer hunt. If you're out of state, you're only there for 10 days or seven days. I'm only here for a week. I'm just looking to bow hunt for a week. Is there anywhere you got that I could, you know, slip in and hunt for just a week here? I'm only walking in. I'm not driving around. Mm-hmm. I'm taking everything with me. I'm not screwing anything in the trees. Just try to make it sound like you're, I'm not intruding on you too much. I'm going to be out here in a little bit. Not going to bother you anymore. Same thing. Give them the business card, the same MO, but just make it sound like you're in and out of there. I'm only going to be here for a little bit. That's worked pretty well for us. Nice. And like I said, out further west you go, it seems or at least the more desolated you go, a lot more yeses. Yeah, I think a handshake means a little bit more out there. Yeah. Oh, it's old school. Yeah. Yeah, like if we get a yes from somebody, I'm dropping off a case of beer. Nice. Like for sure I'm bringing you a case of beer. They, 90% of them are drinkers. Here's a case. If they don't drink, they still don't take it as an insult. Yeah. Nobody cares. So um, now is that for turkey and deer? Yep, same, same thing. And then so usually – the way we do it a lot now, what we've started to do is, well, turkey hunt to state, because every state you got to have that base license now. Right. When you're non-resident, that's the big chunk of your money. So if you turkey hunt it, you've already paid for that. You can knock on some doors. 
do some scouting. And then when you go back to buy your deer tag, your deer tag doesn't feel like such a kick because it's we've already paid for the base. Right. It's yeah. for that tag. Ohio is the perfect example of yes. that. It's a lot cheaper when you do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. You need, you need a turkey hunt. Uh, you need to turkey hunt. In Ohio, I went to one turkey a year. That sucked yeah. because it used to be two. It was sweet. Right. You go like, like I went down to Ohio without even really thinking I'd kill a turkey, but I was scouting for a deer the whole time I was there. Right. Okay. So be it. Yeah. I mean, you, maybe I'll kill a turkey. Cool. Maybe not. Yeah. So I think we've, we've covered the, the general core idea of if you're a good person and you put in some hard work, you can find private property to hunt. Yes. Be willing to work for it. everybody. I had a farmer last year tell me, um, somebody had offered her money and she was like, I'm tired of people offering me money. I don't need money. I need farmers. I need helping hands. Oh, okay. So two weeks later, four of us were out there bailing hay. No problem. What do you need? We can throw straw bales around. I don't, whatever you want me to do. I don't mm-hmm. care. So trapping, trapping coons out of barns. That was a big, that's, one. that's, I can, I know where you grew, you know, I don't want to you know blow up your spots or anything, but I know the area where you, where you grew up, where you were raised. I could picture that. Be yeah. A, oh yeah. Come get them. Yeah. We had a farmer yeah. call us. We asked him to hunt with a fair number with him. He gave us permission to hunt for one weekend. It was like an opening weekend. Yeah, go ahead. They're not my, I normally have people to hunt, but they're not going to be here this week. Go for it. Just for mm-hmm. the waterfowl. Right. And that turned into, what, do you guys know how to trap raccoons? Yeah, no problem. We trapped like 30 raccoons out of this guy. My brother primarily did all the work, but we mm-hmm. all got the benefit of right. it. And then off we go and off and running. So Yeah, it makes total sense. Uh, just, just one more thing on this particular topic. Um, I have got and built really good relationships by, you know, so you go on Onyx and you find like the, the, the you're looking at public land, right? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes... Um, that public land is next to some pretty good private. Yes. And sometimes the best access to that public is through the private. So I have definitely gotten permission to just walk on people's private property. Listen, I'm, I don't want to hunt your property. I'm hunting the state land that's right here. I am, uh, asking permission to walk down your fence row or your edge row, or the chance that I'm blessed enough to harvest something out in the state land, would it be okay if I drug it out to your property where I could then pick it up with a with a truck or a side by side? I've probably done this six times, and every every single one of those times, every single one of those times, people have said thank you for asking. Oh yeah, people do this all the time, and they never ask, and then. I've gotten permission a couple of times to hunt the actual private. Now, in that situation, the state the state land was actually a better spot. But uh, and I did shoot something out there, drug it out, and then guess who side beside side side you know guess who hauled that deer out for me? Right, the farmer. Yeah, you know because you know we became decent friends, and um, you know so I think that's another avenue. Even um, if you're not looking to actually hunt someone's property. Make good neighbors. Right. Yeah, just be friendly with it. Yeah. So, like, we were talking about the public land and some good private being near it. When we were in Missouri last year, we went to a spot we thought was going to be really, really good. And it was it was decent. We weren't, like, we were seeing deer. But as we were driving by, I'm like, man, there's some beautiful chunks of private here. And the next thing you know, there's some old timer out here. This guy is using a cane trying to cut up a tree with a chainsaw. <laughs> and he's pushing 90 all day. Right. Like, to the point where we had to get in front of him and wave for him to know we were even there. But just start talking to him. Help start his chainsaw because after it stalled, he couldn't get it start up again. And next thing you know, boom! Hey, we're only here for four more days. Just looking to bow hunt. Right. Yeah, my grandkids—they hunted the youth hunt out here. They shot their deer already. Go ahead. Just 
Because we helped a guy because <laughs> he looked like he was going to kill himself with a chainsaw. We're like, we should help this guy real quick. Yeah. Again, be a good person. And, you know, the the universe yeah. works, you know, it, it good deeds come back to you. Right. Obviously, in our line of work, we see a lot of negative. Yes. Right. And we see a lot of the, the bad stuff in life. And I think the universe takes the bad stuff and gives us good to, like, the yin and the yang. I don't know if it's... I don't know how to properly uh, say it, but um, we're both hardworking guys. We're both good people. We're both family men. And I think that most of the people listening to this are the same. Yeah. So I think if you're those things and you put a little bit of work into it and, you know, don't think that no is the end of the game. I'm not right. saying, like, don't take no for an answer. You're no. not a car salesman. <laughs> yeah. But, like, don't think that no is the end of the, the game, right? Um, yeah. I, I think. And then just when you do get those, when you do get i keep i'm stuttering i'm sorry things keep hopping in my mind when you do get permissions from the neighbors or, or from the person it's really easy to get neighbor from neighbors yeah permission to hey i hunt over at the johnson's um the friends of mine you know your neighbors blah 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 uh i'm not looking to hunt your land i'm hunting over at the johnson's but i wanted to ask you if i shoot a deer and it runs onto your property is it okay if I just go grab it, or would you like me to check with you first? Right. Guess where you're hunting next year. Oh, yeah. You're hunting the Johnsons and the Smiths. That name dropping is a big one. Oh, huge. I've done it. If you're small, from any type of small town community, and you're trying to go, like last year, a good example of it, I was looking through some properties. There was turkeys in this property. I couldn't get a hold of the guy. I heard he was probably going to tell me no if I did. I look him up on, on X, find his last name. I go, I went to high school with a girl with that last name. Get older her. Oh, yeah, that's my uncle. Mm-hmm. Boom. There's your as long as you weren't a complete jerk to her all through high school, she might drop a good name for you. Or when you go, hey, I went to high school with your, you know, your yeah. niece, yada yada yada. He still told me no, but he was a nice guy, and we had a decent conversation. Sometimes that could be your way in. Yeah, but your card might be on his fridge. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You, I mean, it just you know. And the, if this... I see him again next year and he's out getting his mail, I'm probably going to talk to him again and see. You know, yeah. don't be pushy about it, but just see if things change. Yeah, I, th- I think that's great. So I, honestly, I think if you create a letter and add your card to it, I think you'll be in a sweet spot. I'm definitely I'd make some sort of letter. And then you gave me the idea of signing the letter. Yeah. You know, and um, no, I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a great year. Yeah. I've already got my my properties lined up for this year. I'm, um, I mean, if a really good goose spot like fell into my lap, I'd probably make a move on it. Like if I saw some uh, mm-hmm. some birds on the X or whatever, and then I'm gonna go and knock on the door like, oh, we already let the tonties in here. <laughs> <laughs> Call me up, you're more welcome. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, what's uh, what's coming up next? What's uh, what's the big plans for Times Up? Do you guys got any bear hunts coming this year? Is it just deer and geese and waterfowl? We should have a pretty good year. We got uh, my brothers going down to Kentucky for their archery opener. Oh, do um, I mean they scored some velvet bucks last year? Is he in the same area? Same area. Yep, it's a buddy he went to college with. And okay, owns a bunch of farm down there, so he's going down there. That September second, I want to say that opens up. Okay. Um, the place I'm in in Ohio, I'll be down there September 11th is the first day I'll get to hunt down there. Scott's going on a moose hunt with his dad. Dang. Um, in gun hunt. Yep, rifle. I think in Newfoundland. I want to say. Okay. Um, could be wrong on that, but yeah, they're going up on a moose hunt in October. And then we're either going to be in Missouri or Nebraska for the rut this year. We haven't decided which state. Probably, I want Nebraska. Pushing Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of sheds that you guys find when you're down there, how it'd be hard to not go to Nebraska. Yeah, it's a pole. Plus, what I've heard now, I haven't hunted it yet, um, is that Missouri is like jam packed with hunters. Yeah, well, this would be this would be year number six if I was to go back. And okay. Every year, it's gotten more and more. 
Like yeah. the piece where the first two years we went, I never, we saw one other car in the week we were there during the rut. Mm-hmm. We went there last year and that parking lot was full. Yeah. I mean, full. Thank, that's how it goes. Thanks to the hunting public. <laughs> yeah. It goes in waves. <laughs> no, I know. It, 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 you know, and, and again, you guys, you know, I've, I've watched your shows and listened to you and know how hard you guys work. I know that one year it was like, was it like 95 degrees? Yeah. Pay attention to the weather before you go on your out-of-state trips if you can. Yeah. Jeez. That's <laughs> that just crazy. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's going to about wrap it up. I want to thank you for uh, coming over to the studio. I... I do all these phone interviews. It's so nice when someone can actually like sit across from you and, and you know, just have a good old conversation. Yeah, I appreciate honestly, the invite. Honestly, a conversation that we would have whether there was microphones or not. Right. But that makes it easy. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Nico is a member of the Michigan Bow Hunters. And if you are not, we need you to join the Michigan Bow Hunters. We are the voice of Michigan's hunting archer in Lansing. We are the only group fighting for solely for bow hunting rights. You can become a member at michiganbowhunters.com. It's easy to sign up. It's 25 bucks a year. You get access to the news. You get representation in Lansing. I th- we send you some stickers and some buttons. There's some other stuff that we do, but I think it's a good value for what you get for your membership. Plus, in the Michigan Bowhunter News, you get to read uh, cool stories written by guys like me. You should write a story for the news. I was thinking about it. Yeah, they always need a... Uh... The Michigan Bowhunter News was the... Well, I guess they were the second publication to actually publish me. Oh, that's cool. Which was cool. Yeah. So um, that's basically where I started, yeah. you know, years and years ago. That's writing. a good little magazine that gets put out, too. And you get to see what – that's something that I didn't realize, that you mm-hmm. get to see what's going on, what new rules and regs that are kind of pushing what the Michigan Bowen Association is fighting for. Yeah. That's a good way yeah. to stay up to date. And you might not agree with everything. Sure. And But they make you, they make you look at things uh, – from a different point of view, um, I definitely don't agree with everything the Michigan Bow Hunters does or say. That's why I don't speak for them, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just speak about them, yeah. right? So even though this is their podcast and I am the host, um, you know, when it comes to opinions, you're getting mine. And sure. everyone's got one and they all stink usually. So anyway, I always value your opinion and um, that was another good transition. <laughs> nice job. And again, thanks for coming in. And uh, everyone, I need you to um, check up Time's Up Outdoors. They are available on Facebook, Instagram. You guys got the website up, right? Yep. Website. Yep. And then also if you go to Carbon TV, which is just carbon.tv. I think it's right? Carbon TV. Or CarbonTV.com. Yep. yep. Okay. So go to Carbon. You put Carbon TV. It's going to pop up. It'll pop up. And then put in Time's Up Outdoors. Um, last question. Someone goes to Carbon TV and they put in Time's Up. Obviously, you guys you guys have a bunch of different episodes. Mm-hmm. What's the one that they should watch to get the essence of what Time's Up Outdoors is? Ooh, there is a, there's a Maryland bow fishing episode. Okay. I want to say it's in season two. That one would probably be it. Nice. It's a lot of time in the truck with our stupid selves, and it's action-packed. That's a fun one. Excellent. And it's something pretty unique. Yeah, that is a little bit different. So, yeah, head over to Carbon TV. Check out Time's Up Outdoors. And most importantly, everyone, get outside. It's a wild place to be. This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by Bear Sign. Bear Sign is a full-service black bear guide and outfitter in Ontario, Canada. Reach out to Bear Sign via their phone number, 807-826-3742. Again, give Bear Sign a call if you're interested in hunting black bear in Ontario, Canada, 807-826-3742. 
42. We'd like to thank Bear Sign for supporting Michigan Bow Hunters for multiple years. They have donated a bear hunt to MBH, which we have auctioned off and raffled off at our annual banquets. Again, that's Bear Sign, 807-826-3742. This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by Brooks Archery. You can find out more info about Brooks Archery at brooksarchery.com. Of course, we all are all familiar with Brooks Archery as they've been serving the Kalamazoo area for over 50 years. They believe that archery is more than a business, it's a lifestyle, and they're constantly looking for equipment that will give their customers the best quality and value. Brooks Archery offers the leading industry bows, accessories, and hunting equipment to help you be more successful. Check out brooksarchery.com. This episode of the Michigan Bow Hunters Association podcast is brought to you by the Great Northern Bow Hunting Company. They design and build every bow with you in mind and with respect for a long and noble hunter-gatherer lineage we are all connected to. They build hunting bows and their bows are designed to make you the very best bow hunter you can be. For more information on the Great Northern Bow Hunting Company, check out their website, gnbco.com. That's the Great Northern Bow Company, gnbco.com. Here at the Michigan Bow Hunters Association, we have quite a few businesses and organizations that have stepped up and helped us out over the years. The first I'd like to tell you about is the Lost Nation Archery, where traditional archery means personal service. Lost Nation Archery can be reached at 1-888-800-7880. Again, that's 1-888-800-7880. Thank you, Lost Nation Archery, for always supporting the Michigan Bowhunters Association. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Podcast. Please make sure to visit our website at www.michiganbowhunters.com to learn about becoming a member of the Michigan Bowhunters Association.